Welcome to Ridge to Ridge Outdoors podcast. We talk hunting, fishing, camping, and everything in between. Ridge to Ridge Outdoors is based out of Temecula, California, and we want to share the knowledge gained through the ups and downs of Southern California hunting. Through this podcast, we hope to inspire the youth to get outdoors, help fellow hunters find success, and bring awareness to the issues facing our community today. Help us spread the word and get our community on the map for the level of skill and determination it takes our outdoors men and women to get it done in Southern California. In the old, old days, San Jacinto closed at 12 or 1. I can't remember if it was 12 or 1 o'clock, but you only hunted a half day there. Oh, really? Yeah. And then in the 90s, we petitioned to have it open all day. All day. Which is... Yeah, I was one of the big. I spoke on this at at the area with a guy named Tom Pollock, and it it, it got passed. It went through, but I'm not so sure it was it's quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. And when it, when you could only hunt two half days a week, man, it was quality. It was quality. And then for quite a long time, it was quality even in the afternoons, and we were really happy, man. Now we get to hunt afternoons mm-hmm. out here. I, I used to work, and I'd be at San Jacinto by noon. You know, and you hunt till dark. It hasn't been good for a, quite a long time. And I don't know if that's just because of Mystic being uh, dry or they've put in a lot of new sewer ponds. I know because a lot of new housing. It, it could be all of those factors. Maybe less ducks. Um, spoonies, uh, which were always a, a mainstay of one of our waterfowl, don't seem to be coming to Southern California as much. I think they're being shortstopped in a lot of different places uh, before they get here. Um, Do you think that the flyway just changes over it time? It changes. Oh, absolutely. Because snow geese, like at Worcester, I mean, you know, we had thousands of snow geese. We had thousands of honkers. No honkers now. And now we're losing most of all of our snow geese. So they have just moved to a different area. They do not stop at these traditional areas oceanside used to have five thousand honkers every day then they left there and went to hinshaw hinshaw had five thousand honkers for two or three seasons left there and they went to cibola and so this and now they've left cibola where's cibola it's on the colorado river oh okay okay yeah. so and that's another place you know we haven't mentioned the colorado river at all but you can freelance all of the colorado oh, yeah. river sure that's, that's why, like, there's a couple guys on the forum that got boats and and Aeon. I yeah. man, that guy's got a bad airboat, man. Yeah, well, Bill hunts Mexico. Yeah, well, and, and, whoa, easy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, hey, anybody more power to you, man. If yeah. you still want to go down, I used to hunt, you know, the Delta and, and a little Colorado and Rio Hardy too, right. but it, not for me anymore but just, bill loves it and you hey man, know more power to him he goes and he he and there's a, him, there's man. a number of guys that do yeah so that you know hey more power to him you know, you know i'm all for it i mean i, 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 I won't probably buy, i won't even buy a mexican fishing license now oh really new i but there's tons of hunting in those rivers like the Colorado River, there is, you know, I, I have always wanted to, and I haven't, and I know I'm probably, maybe I'll do it this year. I don't know. I want to go to Parker and I want to go do a little freelancing yeah. out there. Bill, I don't know where I'd yeah, have to you look. Bill Williams arm. You've got a, you've got a lot of places, a uh, Topak. Um, you've got, uh, the big refuge, you know, sabola has got a big refuge and there's a, a lot of guys don't know that there's duck hunting there. Um, they change things there a lot. It's a fed thing too. Um, you would have to check with them and, and and do your homework again. 
But that used to be the hot spot for honkers. And maybe it still is. I think the guys that hunt it keep it really quiet and, and for good reason. Good reason, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But there's a lot of water fouling on the Colorado River. There's backwaters everywhere, you know, right. to, to lead areas that are to lead in. It's a special kind of hunting. You've yeah. got to have a, normally a good duck boat. Uh, there are guys that hunt out of kayaks, but and you're very limited to obviously right. how far you can go in, in, with that. And so, I mean, there are, again, there's places, the, uh, the Sierras, um, Crowley. I used to hunt Bridgeport a lot, uh, Crowley a lot, uh, all up and down the Owens River, the upper Owens, the lower Owens, uh, Tinnemaha, um, the Owens Dry Lake, <coughs> excuse me, has a wildlife area now. You can hunt waterfowl there every single day of the week. Oh, wow. Very hard, very specific on on your techniques of way to hunt there and everything. Um, but there, those are places that you can go. Um, Lake Isabella, uh, Kern. Kern is a one of the greatest refuges there is. It's a federal refuge. But, you know, they allow 20 guys on yeah. a place that used to have... You know, lot, I don't know if it ever was a hundred, but they only use a tiny little portion of the refuge now for hunting. I mean, it's we could go into another whole segment on hunting current. Mendota, but the one philosophy, and I think I said this last time, is that you've got to accept that you're going to drive. Yeah. Right. You've oh, got yeah. to mm-hmm. accept you're going to drive. Absolutely. Again, that's why San Jacinto is so popular. People don't it's have to drive. Close. People it's, come from Orange County, LA. They all and it's it's centrally located. Yeah. So there's a ton of people that want to want to get down on a little duck hunt and they go there. Yeah, and it's a great. Again, we'll, we'll say it again. It's a great place to learn, and and you can have some really good. We had some great days. There. I've had great days there. Yeah. So it's it's uh it's something that everybody should do if you're going to get into waterfowling, and you should go to at least San Jacinto and walk the area. We had a we had a listener ask us a question, and it was more geared towards our local lakes. Mm-hmm. How come we can't duck hunt more of our like like for example Lake Henshaw, or uh, I'm sorry Lake, lake Hodges? It's a huge lake, and it's only open to fishing what Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, there's city lakes and Barrett, which is also considered a city lake. Um, it wasn't Weber. Joe, was it Joe Weber? Uh, no, his last name started with Joe Cariso or something like that. And, and Jim Brown were really into waterfowl hunting and hunting programs. And that's, hey, we had a hunting program at, at uh, Lake Sutherland for years. And they just stopped it. Otai. Because the houses are they built around Otai. That's why they stopped. We had three lakes. Uh, Sutherland, Otai, and Barrett. You could hunt waterfowl. Right. Hodges has always been kind of in the city. There's always been kind of houses around it. Even though the east end is probably far enough, it's the shooting. If they hear shots, it's it's the whole thing. Freaks people out. Is yeah. It, well, see, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily buy that, Steve, because I mean regulations and rules. If it's against a city ordinance to hunt there, then okay, I get it. But if it's not. It's city limits. So, oh, it is city limits. Oh, Lake Hodges See, is I considered. That was county. Oh, yeah. We can't hunt. It, there's a thousand, thousand plus honkers right across the street from the wild animal park. Yeah. I literally got permission from the guy because there it's a, it's a, um, a grass sod farm. Yeah. So the guy doesn't like the geese eating his sod and he gave me permission. And I had some other person drive up to me and goes, what are you doing? So we're going to hunt geese. 
He goes, as soon as you put him out there and you fire your first shot, I'm calling the police. Wow. Because we're in the city limits of San Diego. And he goes, you're in the city limits, and I like these geese, and you are not hunting here. Even though we have permission from the landowner. Right. That is insane. It is city limits. Well, he and he was right. He yeah. needs to get a deprivation permit. It doesn't matter. Oh, really? No. A deprivation city permit limits. wouldn't work? Nope. Whoa. City limits. Oh, San Diego's got real strict. You can't even shoot a pelican. Speaking of that, Steve, um, I have a question from D1600. He said uh, he wants to ask you about goose hunting in East County. Uh, he said that you said last uh, goose hunt you went on was in 2014 and it was possibly one of the last San Diego County hunts um, San Diego will ever see. Do you think goose hunting is ever going to come back? Um, no, I wonder if that's Luke. Uh, no, uh, it, it won't. Um, well, a couple of reasons. One, the, the honkers have pretty much left our area. We hunted the uh, Vessel Stallion Ranch. For a long time, and that that last hunt was 2014 was was there was one of the last ones. We also had a couple three properties in Valley Center. These are all being developed now. Uh, houses are right on top of us. Everybody knows that the rules 150 yards from any dwelling uh-huh. or, or outbuilding, and so that's kind of what's taken over. Um, we we've lost our properties not because they're not still there. It's just because of the encroachment and the honkers have left. Last year, um, there were like 50 honkers where historically we had 500. Um, Hanson Dam up in Valley Center used to have a, like that 500 birds on there. And we hunted uh, in the old dairy right there when you first come into Valley Center. That is all bulldozed now yeah. and the houses at 500. There used to be tons of honkers out there. Yeah. And, and so in vessels, uh, we'd still be hunting there. Uh, actually, Jeff, who who's a, who was a sheriff there in Fallbrook, got the permission on vessels. We used to hunt the river bottom, and we had permission from the sand companies who owned that land, Morrison's, Harrison's, right. different people who owned land there. Now it's a park, so we can't hunt in any of that, but it's overgrown. It, yeah. it just totally bamboo, uh, rundo, and, and salt cedar, and just every kind of imaginable plant. So that's how we lost that. And then we moved up to the top where Vessels Ranch was. And Jeff got permission for us to hunt honkers on the ranch. And Harry Singh and a number of the other farmers were farming the far east end. Well, they they grew wheat and, and we put our own seed out, wheat seed and things like that to grow winter wheat. And the honkers that were on the ranch, which we had eh, three, four hundred maybe or more, um, so that's where we hunted last, but that sold the vessels. Family sold to these new people, and the new people don't believe in hunting. Wow! So that's how we lost it. The only place you can still hunt honkers to answer his question would be Lake Hinshaw. Uh, last year there were a couple hundred there. Um, on any given day, you might get them. They, 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 they. There's a lake way in the back called Swan Lake that they sit up on Swan Lake, and then they'll. They'll uh, because we had so much rain last year, everything greened up in the back. Right. So they didn't need to come to the lake area for refuge or to feed. Yeah, they had everything up there. They had everything they wanted in the back. Is that, are you talking the back? You're talking the northeast side, like by Fink Road. About the northeast side, there's a big pond or yeah. lake back in there. It's on all VID, but it's on the ranch itself, and so they they sit there, but. At one time, I saw 300 honkers, maybe more. 
uh, up there. So you can set up for honkers. There were guys that got honkers. We watched, <laughs> we watched some guys that had never shot a honker before. I think they got eight or nine one morning. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, they had a, two flights come into them. They didn't even have a honker decoy out. <laughs> it was yeah, amazing. We just, just sat there in awe. Just luck. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, it was basically the luck factory because they, 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 they even had spinners out. Honkers don't like spinners. They came into them and three or four guys like opened up on them. Maybe they had like 10 or 11. It was it was a bunch and came into them two different times. And and um, so if somebody would be set up for honkers that day, like back in the flats, like right. at the east end, would have had a really good chance. So that would be the only place that I that I could say where you could actually legally set up for honkers and, and have a chance at honkers. Yeah. No, yeah. no S. God dang, man. That that kind of just it's crazy how much it changed. You know, and it and it happens fast. Like people don't realize how fast it happens. You know, I was a kid. I mean, I'm a, I'm 32 years old, right? And my old man lives in Valley Center. And uh I don't know, I was probably 14, 15 years old. We'd be driving through Valley Center and it was still a two-lane road going through Valley Center and there'd be honkers just loaded on that old dairy farm. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> and you're like, "Wow, you know." And then all of a sudden yeah, they moved around. They, yeah. you know, they've guys, different guys grow winter wheat. Of course, they they gravitate to to, to those kind of crops, and and uh, we had permission in, uh, oh, like three different spots in Valley Center. So if they, we never had to pressure one spot. You know, birds started working a spot, right. and we'd hunt them, and then they'd go to another spot, and we'd hunt them there, and then they'd go back to the other spot. It's just. Uh, yeah, flights have changed, and, and the amount of honkers is still strong. Mm-hmm. Rigid are strong, it, because we can't hunt half the places. Mm-hmm. I mean, people go, God, what happened to all the widgeon? Well, go to any golf course during yeah, the winter. Yeah. Oh, go yeah. to any city park where there's a pond. Right here in Temecula, go over to the little place over here on Rancho California Road. That yeah. little pond that area that there. Pond? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can you can walk across the the water on widgeon. So when you hunt San Jacinto, which is Basically, less than a, you know, 50, well, 45 minutes away, 45 minutes to a duck is like around the corner. Right. And it's not 45 minutes for a duck, by mm-hmm. the way. It's, it's, it's 20 minutes. Right. So you multiply that by hundreds of ponds and places we cannot hunt now. And that's where your, a lot of your ducks go. Go to Palm Springs. Tons of honkers in Palm Springs. Yeah, that's true. So, so our big migrations and our honkers all come from utah so that flight from utah once utah and salt lake and in the in and um the the bear river uh national wildlife river refuge start to freeze it's around thanksgiving all those honkers start coming to southern california they're here they're just not where we can yeah, hunt them yeah we got up here in temecula we have a. Uh... A local population, like a resident population, yeah. geese that stay year round. Yeah, and i I feel like I've I need to quit shooting them because we don't necessarily have that fly down here. Like when I first moved up, this place used to be loaded with them. Yeah, they'd be everywhere, out off. Uh, well, Rancho California Road, where the sod farms used to be towards Vale Lake. Well, exactly. They were that we hunted them there for a long time. We hunted Vale Lake for a, you know well, not that many years, like two or three. We shot honkers there because they would they would roost there too. And and 
they're Pace just all over. when they fly down. I mean, I'm sure they still come down. It's just I don't ever see them anymore. Yeah. They used to fly right over my house. Yeah, there you know? there still some places here. I mean, the sod farms that are out by towards a uh, Diamond Valley mm-hmm. has them. I they mean, have if, them. Yeah, if somebody would get permission there, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's somebody that does. But see, those are the kind of things in the old days. Man, we knock on everybody's door. Yeah, yeah, I've tried. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean that that's one of the things. Well, sod guys a lot of times don't like honkers because of them they, they eat the eating grass. the grass but it depends on the person um well i mean a sod farm owner right some guy comes up to him and he's got a ton of honkers and he says hey man i'll give you three grand for the season i got 10 guys i want to hunt this thing he's going to close it off to everybody and he just leases it to that guy yeah it, it I, could happen all the years that i got permission on so many properties i never offered money never paid huh never and you've been on private property for a long time for a long i learned early on that that was the key it's to Southern California. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I I never paid money. I I, I think it, money causes problems. And if, if I offer him a thousand, the next guy that sees yeah. me comes in and offers fifteen hundred. I work on relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. When I knock on people's door, those people become lifelong friends. Right. Right. And I treat their property like it's my own. See, and that's yeah. a good lesson to pass on. Like for all the new guys listening. You know, yeah. if you want to develop relationships, it starts on your end. It doesn't start on their end. That's, you need to be a good. Yeah, it, it, it's it's it, again, it's a friendship and a, and a bond that you get with these people. That I mean, I mean, they have nothing to gain by you. Let me rephrase that. If it's on a sod farm and the geese are ruining his grass, mm-hmm. he does have something to gain. That's right. why he's letting you in the door. But from that point on, then it's a relationship. I mean, it's it's thanking them. Have I given them Christmas presents or a bottle of wine for whatever or something? Yes. Have I had landowners say, hey, I would love to have a turkey for like Thanksgiving. I am not a fault. I don't like the fall turkey hunt thing for us guys here in Southern California. Have I shot fall turkey? Absolutely. Because right. they because they wanted one. All right. So, yeah, it, 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 you've got to sell yourself. And in the first five minutes, this is just like any other sales in those first five minutes, the people know if they like you or not. Right. Or, or you're selling yourself to these people in that short little span of time. And they feel comfortable with you. And be sincere. Be gracious. And there's a lot of good people out there. A lot of landowners have had bad experiences. Yes. More times than not, they're going to turn you down. I come back a year later. Hey, you know, it's mm-hmm. me again. I, I can think of one specific turkey property that I went for like three or four years and just talked to the guy and talked to the guy and never asked for permission. Just knew that he had turkeys and he started talking to me a little bit about it and hey, you know, I've got a, kind of a ground squirrel problem out here, blah, blah, blah. Hey, man, I, I'll come out and get rid of some of those things yeah. and helped him out on a couple projects, just physically helped him. And a year ago, he goes, hey, you know what? We got we got turkeys, you know. If you want to shoot, I never shot one last year on his property, but I definitely can next year if I want to. Yeah, and, see? and it's just something I have in my pocket that if I need a place or I take a kid or right. my daughter, I have that. But it took me like four years. Yeah, but see, that's a relationship. To finally, get in there with you, this guy. You develop that relationship with him. Yeah, you know, and that's what it takes. And goes back to that instant gratification thing you know someone yeah. asked for permission no okay well there it is it, it knows yeah you know never I, I think most people answer. don't even don't even ask much anymore um yeah that's true um it's 
again, it's 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 all part of the big hunting picture, and it's all part of Southern California hunting. We're so I mean, the, we're so unique. Yeah, yeah, it is you, so unique. Here. Yeah, uh, my cousin uh, up in Montana constantly works on permission because you know, man, my, Montana, how awesome! Tons of public land. There is, but like everywhere else, the best lands historically are private because they're managed. They're they're either protected or they only allow a certain amount of people to hunt it. It doesn't get pounded all the time. He is constantly getting permission from places to hunt. And that's why we're kind of successful. There is a lot of um, uh, walk-in hunter access type properties uh, and, and things like that in Montana. They got a great program. In Kansas is another one. That's, they just have great hunting programs for the general public. And I wish, you know, Southern California. CWA has tried through that SHARE program. Um, yeah, so they've tried um, to do... It, it's a similar thing where it's it's private property, but they it's regulated and, you know, you get to get drawn for that area. So SHARE is a, is a big thing. You can go on to CWA's uh, California Waterfowl Association's uh, website and find out they're actually having draws right now for deer, pigs, ducks... Um, I don't know, but yeah, probably geese, pig, you know, all those different kind of things that are in no-cow. I don't know that there's anything in SoCal. Right. We're really a different, yeah, different animal deal dude. down yeah. here. But yeah, so anyway, you can go on their website and you you just put in for them. Right. You get drawn or you don't get drawn. So, right on. Well, well, listen, Steve, we appreciate you coming on to the podcast, man. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I, you know it's fun. We just really with this one, we really shored up the you know how important it is to network. You know how it is to be a steward of of what knowledge you've gained and and pass that on, um, and also the stories of just saying hey how how it was and how it is now. Yeah, because as a as a young hunter, it's like, man. It would have been nice to start then, but this is what I have now, and this is how I have to approach yeah. my hunting career. Patrick, someday you'll be saying probably the same thing that I'm saying. Um, the the pressure is on San Jacinto. The, believe it or not, the pressure is on Worcester. And so these places that we get to hunt now, duck clubs that are around, you know, they're, they're being pressured by other outside things, you know, and geothermal housing out here at san jacinto yeah i was gonna say that development project yeah yeah so you know someday you may say the same thing and and, and don't ever forget we're in california and, and politically we are the minority of minorities and yeah. uh the, the the gun thing in the big picture it affects us a lot as hunters and uh everybody should and politically i i i've said this last time Everybody hates politics. I mean, nobody wants to talk about it, but the antis do talk about it. Yep. And we need to be involved yeah. as hunters and gun owners and fishermen. We all need to get in the same camp. Better organized. And organized. And, and we do have a lot of organizations yeah. now that are fighting back. I mean, thankfully, we've had the NRA and, and CRPA, which is kind of newer. But that's what we need here. CWA has been very political for many years here in California. It's the only thing that's going to save us for however long we that we last, and uh, it's just a it's a fight that I'm going to fight till the till the bitter end, man. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we have to 
that fight falls on all of our shoulders. Yeah. It, it really does. And um, like you said, you're, you're going to fight to the bitter, bitter end, and it takes more people like you and everybody else that hunts to take that fight to them, you know, because it, they're chipping away slowly, but surely it's it's happening, and we're losing habitat. We're losing availability of public lands like we're losing it all and it's happening before our eyes and it just happens at a pace that we don't necessarily see it as urgent as it is yeah it's the it's the old frog in the pot of water trick right you know it's getting warmer and it feels good and it's just getting warmer and warmer eventually it's boiling and you die right and that's what and this is their plan they know that they can't bite it all off at one time. Right. It's a little at a time and chip away at the base of our tree. Mm-hmm. Chip away, chip away, chip away. Hey, what's the big deal about not being able to shoot bobcats? What's the big deal about not getting mountain lions? What's the big deal? Coyotes are next. Right. All this low hanging fruit is what they're going to grasp at. Right. Hey, who, who, how many guys own dogs to chase uh, bobcat? Mm-hmm. Not many. Who, who, who has, how many guys have bear dogs? Mm-hmm. Not many. So this is the low-hanging fruit that they're going to go after. Trust me, as sure as I'm sitting here, doves are going to be one of the next items that they're going to go after. It's the bird of peace. You know, it's just this, this fuzzy feel thing. Wow, I never thought about it that way. That's crazy. They, Patrick, they've already tried. They've tried to outlaw dove hunting, and if it wasn't for CWA, and this is eh, 20 years ago maybe, we, we probably wouldn't be dove hunting because there was a president set. Ohio or Iowa and some of those states don't have dove hunting. So they were just using that model. Hey, they don't have dove hunting, so why does the state of California have it? Politically, it didn't fly because of the, of the money generated from dove hunting. Yeah. Imperial County and these places, right. I mean, it's the biggest weekend of the year it for is. these It drives people. the economy down there for... <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. So this is the kind of thing. But we're losing more and more hunters. This right. is where the steel shot thing... That's why I was so adamant about not letting it happen. Right. Look what it takes right now to buy a box of shells. Just a box of shells. Mm-hmm. I had somebody go in the other day, $19. He only wanted like two boxes of dove loads, $19, and it was only good for 30 days. So 30 more days, he's going to have to spend 19 more to buy two boxes of shells on top of what the shells cost. So this is the this is the fight. And, wow. And, and this is that chip Okay, so you know what, Patrick? You're, you're new into hunting, and you, you know, I'm going to go dove hunting. It's going to cost me what? Yeah. $36 for two boxes of shells? To, it, and two is not enough. So, right. So four boxes of shells, six boxes of shells, whatever you buy, somebody's going to say, you know what? It's not Screw it. it. I'm, right. not, I'm not going this it, year. It used to be when you could shoot lead at doves, it was you go to Walmart, and you pick up a box of, uh, like a, what the, brick. The, the brick yeah. for 100 shells for 20 bucks. Yeah. And that was, the, you know, I bought a couple. Yeah. Took 200 shells down with me and go down right. and have a good time and bring some back. You know, yeah. and, and that's just what you did. It you was, always had a It was over. the good time that people had. It was the camaraderie. It, opening day of dove season was such a huge thing. This is part of that thing. How important will the economy be for dove hunting when all of this happens in Imperial? Eventually, it won't mean anything. Right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're getting a lot of play from the South. Imperial County now is very mm, blue, where it used to be a red county all the time. It's very blue now. Next thing you know, blue counties and, and, and people who represent that county, when they get to Sacramento and they say, hey, you know what, dove hunting's not that big a deal to us anymore. We don't care if we have it or not. 
this is how you're going to lose it. And this is the what they're trying to do. And so you've got to fight every single thing. And people say, God, NRA, man, I don't own an AR. You know, and that's all they, you know, they're trying to stop everybody with ARs. But it's not just the AR. Next one, it's semi-auto Benelli's, mm -hmm, my mm -hmm. shotgun. It, right down the line. And this is what's happened in a lot of these countries. Europe has hunting. You just have to be super rich right. to yeah. be able to do it. They have a show on the Outdoor Channel. It's called, Aim, I think it's Aim Point Show, where they shoot boars. Yeah. They, shoot, they yeah. push boars and, and they and, shoot them. And that's the kind of thing it's it's happening to us. And, and it's just in a slower it just, mode. It just sucks because it's tradition. It's heritage. It's part. It's a way of life for families. And and it, see, ah, it's just hard to talk yeah, about. But, but Brandon, see, it, 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 that's where we're losing it. Like I said, it's not a way of life for many. When right. I was raised, there were a lot of kids like me. Right. I mean, there were a lot of immigrants from the Midwest. My parents are from Kansas and Oklahoma. Coming to California, the Golden State. Greatest hunting and fishing ever. And that was a way of life for many. Hunting clubs all over the place, shooting ranges all over the place. Now look at it. You know, I was, I was on YouTube and I went down that rabbit hole on youtube right and uh i started watching this like it was like opposite of opinions show or whatever it was and there was like meat eaters and then there was vegans and then for whatever reason it was based out of los angeles and they were talking and uh some sort of discussion came up that if someone was in you know the mountains or whatever and a mountain lion jumped on him like would that vegan help that guy out right and he said no he said no because you can't blame the cat you can't blame the cat for doing what the cat does Right. And I was like, well, where's the humanity in that? Like, where's where's looking out for your fellow human for that? And it, that's just where they're at. Like they're to the point where human life, because you're on the opposite side, doesn't even matter. Yeah. It's right. the mindset shift. It is. This is taught with the kids starting in the kin kindergarten phase. I mean, it started with Bambi. I mean, mm -hmm. even back in the 50s when Bambi came out. People didn't realize. I didn't realize. I was a little kid. I loved the movie Bambi. Right. Didn't realize it was an anti-hunting movie. Mm -hmm. Really. This was Disney. And and started, you know, when they started talking, we're getting way off waterfowling here, but <laughs> it, 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 it started there because animals all talk to each other. You know, mm -hmm. Thumper talks to, you know, Bambi and who it and, and and that's not the way it is in real life. Right. Mr. Mountain Lion eats Bambi, mm -hmm. and, and, but they don't say that. They're all buds, you know. And, and, and so this is where it started, and this is where we're at. Our kids are indoctrinated into this mindset of free everything, free everything, free everything. And if you watch the Democratic convention or the talk the other night, yep. which free I didn't, everything. which I didn't do by the way, but it was just I, I've watched highlights. It just one up from the guy next to me. Well, if you're going to give away this much. I'm giving away this. Yeah. And so this is how they're they're changing. And everybody on that board up there was anti-gun. Yep. Everybody that's running on that side of the ledger, on the blue ledger, is anti-gun. Yeah. I don't see it ever changing in my lifetime in California. Wow. Well, yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not. Well, listen, Steve. Yep. We, uh, I'm glad we covered waterfowls. Good conversation. Hopefully, all this information helps out. You know, the new and young hunters out there that. Uh, are trying to get involved. Um, if they have questions, you know, SCH um, is a outdoors is a is a great medium to to ask. I absolutely. mean, you get on there and 
Just ask questions. You know, like I said, Patrick, there are no dumb questions. I hate it when I see people get citations on something that they could have prevented. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the game wardens aren't bad guys. I mean, they just, I mean, they've got a job to do, but come on, then we've got to be smarter than, than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it, you've got to know certain things, not knowing that 25 shells was the limit. Man, it, it it's pretty easy because you go hunt salt and you know you go hunt the salt and sea right next door, mm-hmm. and there's no limit on shells. Right. But as soon as you walk onto that wildlife yep. area, there is. There's a limit. So this is this is you know these are things you can ask questions. Um, it, I have a big thing on SCH in the in the uh, pinned. Yeah, you do. That goes through the whole the, the whole, whole rigmarole with you and the process and all of that and you know um, new guys get involved with the. Uh, with the draw system, it doesn't cost that much money, and if you get drawn, there's a lot of us that will go with you. Yeah, absolutely. It will be you'll be hard pressed to hunt by yourself. Absolutely. If you don't know what you're doing, just for the listeners paying attention, if you don't belong to SouthernCaliforniaHunting.com, it's it's SCH.com. Uh, if you don't belong to that, join and get on. Be involved. We're all active in the community, and and we're all uh, there to help one each other, one another out, and and it's a load of information. A load of information. So yeah. just get on there. Steve's uh, tag name is I Love Sprig. Mine's Stick Brandon. Uh, feel free to ask, man. Uh, just just get after it. And, and yeah, and the other thing I'd like to say is if you're going to hunt waterfowl, join CWA, California yes. Waterfowl. So I know a lot of Ducks Unlimited guys out there. I've been a member since 1974, but they're not political. They do right. a lot of good things, and probably in Canada and in uh, PR. Uh, that's why I continue to be a member. But if you're going to put your hard-earned dollars and cents, put it towards somebody that's political in California and does a ton of work. If it wasn't for them, Worcester would be way worse than it is. Right. Yeah. Than it is. So moral of the moral of the story is that if you're going to join one of these groups, join CWA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, once again, Steve, thank you. Appreciate you're it. Quite welcome. Yeah, and if yeah. you guys have any questions, make sure you feel free to ask them on Instagram, on SCH, or um, on Facebook, and then yeah. we'll try to get back to you. And forward oh, them you, to the... YouTube as well. Ridge, oh, Ridge on YouTube as well. Podcast. Yeah. Leaving uh, for Montana and Canada on the twenty fifth, and uh, I'll, I'll keep in touch with everybody. Yeah, from, yeah I can't. From I the can't. great white north, man. <laughs> man I can't is... wait for those pictures to come through on SCH. <laughs> everybody that's listening, you can follow along. He typically does play by play. Um, when he gets service, yeah, uh, and he posts yeah. pictures, and uh, Steve Steve does a remarkable deal up there, man. So so check it out. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Hey. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. All right, guys.